0: From Devon Funds Management, Greg Smith, morning.
1: Good morning, Mike. You're loving the volatility? It is a bit volatile. Look, I've got some uh, ray of brightness for you at the end, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute.
0: Okay. So what do we got? What are, what's happening? The producer prices are out. Uh, we've got problems in the... I'm looking at the markets in America at the moment, and it's been an ugly week.
1: Yeah, it has been. So the S&P 500 is actually at a new low for 2022. Indices over down over 1%. Uh, as you mentioned, producer prices higher. So we had that strong CPI print. Uh, yesterday, that's been followed up with inflation on the wholesale side. In April, though, producer prices rose half percent 11% year on year. Uh, and these basically show what's happening at the factory gate, and I suppose being pushed down to consumers. Some positivity is down from the 11.5% record uh, the previous month. So it actually goes to that narrative that I talked about yesterday, that inflation potentially has peaked. But a long, slow descent. Interest rates are going higher. And, uh, yeah, we're seeing broad-based weakness, but you, know, you have seen higher-priced growth stocks at the epicenter. Uh, includes Apple, down 4%. Uh, their, their decline, or well, the shares, has seen uh, Saudi Aramco actually become the world's most valuable company. Company. So, um, but nothing compared to, as you say, the volatility in crypto. We've had that uh, crash, haven't we? Ethereum down 20%. And if you invest in Terra Luna, you're feeling pretty sick. That's down 98%. Overnight, uh, look, there's still some reason for brightness. Companies are exposed to the older economy. Yes, there is. Continuing jobless claims in the U.S. fell to uh, 1.3. Four million. Now that's the lowest level since 1970. So look, despite all this volatility, despite concerns over inflation, and despite concerns over a recession, it actually hasn't happened yet. Yeah, you know, no, it's really interesting,
0: job- isn't it? I mean, despite the difficult times, everyone does have a job and they feel good about that, and that's a point well worth making. Disney, they've avoided Netflix. I put it down to the fact Disney's actually got content, which helps, doesn't it?
1: Yeah that's that's right um yeah, Disney Plus talking here so um yeah and uh, we we saw Netflix which lost 200,000 subscribers last quarter well Disney Plus subscriptions they increased by 7.9 million to 137.7 million. Um, That's higher than the 135 million forecast. Total subscriptions, they've got ESPN and Hulu as well, that's over 205 million. Those Disney Plus subscriptions actually up 33% on a year ago. It's not like the cutting prices. Average revenue per user is actually up 5%. uh, And this helped take uh, revenues to $19.25 billion. That's up 23%. It's also, after a billion dollar hit for... Uh, taking a lot of um, content from movies or movie theaters and films to yeah, go straight to streaming. Uh, theme park segments—that's also making a comeback. Not surprisingly, with the reopening, revenues there more than doubled, $6.7 billion. Also. Um, selling out the, the hotels, cruise ships and the like. Uh, only negative was of course in Asia, there's, they've taken a $350 million hit there. Disneyland Shanghai that remains closed, Hong Kong that was closed for the most of the period. Um, but most of our segments doing really well. And merchandising like Minnie, Mickey, the this talk of recession, Disney princesses, they're all flying. Flying off the shelves. Um, and in ter- they said, look, the, in terms of the outlook, it might not be as strong as the the, the past qu- few quarters, but there's plenty of room for growth. So Disney Plus is going to 53
0: new markets. Interesting. Tell me about Zero, because yes, they got subscriber lift, but they've swung to
1: loss. Yeah, that's right. So Zero Shares got hit uh, again with the tech sell off, down uh, almost 12% in Australia. So that's a lit $1.5 billion in value so yeah investors are in no mood for disappointments they did lift subscribers by a fifth so it was impressive to over what 3.3 million recurring revenues up 28 percent but uh they're basically investing to achieve that you know they're talking about in terms of revenues for the, for the outlook going forward being over the next year 80 to 85 uh, percent of that will be taken up by expenses or investment effectively uh, net loss of 8.3 million dollars for the year uh, revenues Actually, 29% to $1.1 billion. Uh, But yeah, loss at the bottom line, that was just a profit of 212.7 million the year before. Uh, Shares down almost 50% this year. Um, Still doing well. Look, since they left NZX back in 2018, they've actually more than doubled. And notwithstanding all this, Mike, a great Kiwi success story. You've got to say that. And if you bought the shares a decade ago, you'd still be up uh, probably over 1,500%. Nice stuff. What are the numbers? So, yeah, we're, st- we're in the red. So, we're finishing on the red. Uh, Dow down 493 points. S&P 500 down 1.2% low for the year. NASDAQ down 1.7%. FTSE down 1.6%. UK economy, that was contracted 0.1% in March. Nikkei down 1.8%. ASX 200 down 1.8%. Gold, 18.22 an ounce. 105 spot 58 for oil. Kiwi 62 plus spot 2 against the US. 91 even against $8. dollar. 51one Sterling, 60 even against the euro. 79.99 against the yen. NZ50 down half percent 11.177. Seven. Let's leave some positive news. S&P 500, that's down 19% year to date. Now, since 1940, when the S&P 500 has dropped 16% or more, Mike, um, 12 out of those 16 times, it's been higher six months later. So there you go.
0: Oh, nice stuff. Well, you have a good weekend, mate. We'll catch up Monday. Appreciate it. Greg Smith, Devon Funds Management this Friday morning.